You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Happy Monday, Broncos country. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, columnist over at PredominantlyOrange.com and NFL analyst covering the National Football League and the Denver Broncos. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos. I hope you had an amazing weekend. We are just 13 Sundays away from Denver Broncos football, and we open up with the Seattle Seahawks week one. I'm excited about it. We're heading into mandatory minicamp tomorrow in Dove Valley, Tuesday, June 12th, the official start of mandatory minicamp. And all Broncos players are really expected to attend this. You know what? The Broncos have had an offseason of limited distraction. I think that's been very, very uh, important in terms of projecting where this team may end up in 2018. You know, you obviously got Sports Illustrated. They released a piece this past week about, we know we think the Broncos are going to go 4-12. and Well, you know what? You can't really predict. And, and I'm a big believer in this. You don't predict the record of teams. You don't. I, I don't think, you know, just as a football coach, as a guy who's played the game, who's watched the game for uh, pretty much as long as I've been alive, I don't think you can necessarily do that because, to be honest with you, the, the game is so unpredictable. 11 men on one side of the ball battling another 11 men, and if one person, if one, if 10 people do their job and one person doesn't do their job, that can change the outcome of a game. So I really have a hard time sitting back here in June and trying to predict games, win-loss records. I don't, you know, you can't factor that in. You can't factor in potential devastating injuries to major players. You can't. That that's just some element that cannot be predicted. So I think when people try to make these predictions, these record things, I think it's just stupid. And that's just my opinion. I, you know, if you like to do that, I nothing against you. You know, I, everybody's different, but for me, I like to look at it from a different side of things, and, and I don't think you can really predict those kind of things. So uh, on today's episode of Locked On Broncos, I like to rant a little bit. If you guys haven't noticed, I love ranting, and we're going to have a lot of rants here on Locked On Broncos at one point. But uh, today's edition of Locked On Broncos, we are primarily going to revisit some memories in Broncos country history. Now, I asked people on Twitter today to tweet me their list of of the most memorable moments that they've experienced as a Denver Broncos fan and which moment they've experienced as a Denver Broncos fan that they would like to, re, you know, obviously forget. And so we're going to kind of, you know, the ones that we'd like to forget, we're going to do a little rewind. We're going to go back in time and we're going to play the what if game. What if this went differently? What if this didn't happen? And what what's the story after that? We're going to revisit that and obviously some memorable moments. I got a lot of great tweets from a lot of great Twitter followers on this subject matter as well. But before we get to all that, I want to take the time to tell you guys about what we have going on over here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Now it's 2018 and the Locked On Podcast Network is taking over. If you are an NFL, an NBA fan, you have your favorite team covered by Locked On Podcast you know, hosts and, and hostesses. You know, We got a great group of people. People putting together some great content all across LockedOnSports.com. Head over to LockedOnSports.com right now for all your latest NFL, MLB, NHL, 
NBA news regarding the Locked On Podcast Network. And obviously, subscribe to your favorite Locked On Podcast Network podcast. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're a Locked On Broncos listener. And once again, I appreciate you guys very, very much. And to reward you guys for being such amazing followers and supporters of the show, we are doing an NFL Locked On Broncos regular season contest giveaway. So every single month of the NFL regular season, heading into the postseason, Heading into if the Broncos make it to the Super Bowl, we will be doing a Locked On Broncos contest giveaway for you, the fans, and you will be eligible to receive Denver Broncos attire courtesy of Locked On Broncos. And I'm very excited about that. So some of you have already entered for life. For as long as I'm doing Locked On Broncos, we have the NFL. As long as there's no lockout, we had the Locked On Broncos contest giveaway in the NFL regular season. And you, uh, the people that have went onto iTunes, and have left a review for Locked On Broncos and left their Twitter handle and their name or their name or their email and hashtag Locked On Broncos contest, you are automatically entered into every single Locked On Broncos contest giveaway, courtesy of the Locked On Broncos and the Locked On Podcast Network over here. Everything's for me. I will get Broncos gear, and I will send it out to you. Last year, I remember I, I was feeling very generous if some of you guys weren't on there. I think Hype Lenny was one of the guys that won a Denver Broncos jersey, a Chris Harris Jr. jersey. Um, you know, and I sent off, a, I, I believe it was two or three jerseys to fans and listeners of Lockdown Broncos. And you know, I, I want you guys to know that you guys as listeners mean a lot to me, and I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because I'm a sentimental guy if you haven't already picked that up. But, uh, you know, you guys make the show what it is, and we couldn't do anything that we do without you, the listeners, the supportive people over here at Lockdown Broncos that listen avidly, that tune in, that follow the content over to predominantlyorange.com. I appreciate you guys, and we look forward to getting into that here starting in September, the first official month of the Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway. And if you, the listener right now, want to be entered into that contest, all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes or send me a tweet leaving a review of Locked On Broncos. Tell us why you love the show. Leave your Twitter handle, your email, hashtag Locked On Broncos contest, and you'll be automatically entered into every single Locked On Broncos contest giveaway from this point forward. That's you, the listener, being an avid Broncos fan and a listener of Locked On Broncos. We're going to bring that to you. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke, NFL. So, before we get into our segment of the day of rewinding history and and the most memorable moments of Denver Broncos history, let's take some time to acknowledge all the amazing work that the Denver Broncos rookies have done in the community here. Now, Bradley Chubb and the Broncos rookie draft class have, they've gotten to work right away in terms of giving back to the community, help setting up a playground and a recreational center for youth in the Denver community. That's amazing. These guys, as NFL rookies, they get the experience of community and stewardship right away, and they're diving right into it. So, Lockdown Broncos, we recognize you, Broncos rookie class of 2018. So earlier today, as I mentioned to you guys, I got on the Twitter sphere and I asked Broncos fans, NFL fans, to tweet me their most memorable Denver Broncos moment, followed by their most forgettable Denver Broncos moment. We're going to go through here right now, Locked On Broncos. The first one I got was from Blitzed NFL. Blitzed NFL Radio, they're my newest follow on Twitter. Be sure to give them a follow at Blitzed NFL. They said the most memorable moment for them as a Denver Broncos viewer was Terrell Davis getting 2,000 yards rushing in a 
this season. He put up tremendous numbers, and that's one of the performances that really hasn't been replicated ever since Adrian Peterson. And a few years ago when he was playing for the Minnesota Vikings, that was huge coming off ACL surgery. And, and you know, unfortunately for Terrell Davis, for him, he suffered an ACL injury and just couldn't really stay at the same level of play that he was when John Elway was there when he was healthy. And that's that's just unfortunate for Terrell Davis. But that was a phenomenal memory. TD getting 2K yards rushing. He also mentioned Elway's helicopter in Super Bowl 32. Now, a lot of people really talk about this, and I think it's important because when you look at Denver Broncos' plays in history, what do we look at? We look at something that stands out. We look at not just the Broncos, NFL, sports in general. We look at plays where an athlete lays it out all on the line. John Elway, Super Bowl 32, diving, jumping, trying to extend for a first down, hit by one Green Bay Packers defender, spun over by another, the helicopter, the drive and the resiliency to win, John Elway facing critics his entire career, pundits saying that he will never win a Super Bowl, well he led the Denver Broncos there and he won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 32, that was an unbelievable moment, Uh, you know, Kenzo, my man, Kenzo Customs, if you haven't seen Kenzo's Customs, go to Instagram, he's actually actually replicated that exact moment with figurines and it's unbelievable the work he does is phenomenal and he's got actually that thing going up there so go on Instagram look up Kenzo's Customs and he's got some good stuff on that but the helicopter that is poster board worthy for any household if you're a Broncos fan or not if you're a sports fan when you think of iconic moments in sports John Elway's helicopter the sacrifice the dive in, in Super Bowl 32 that was super important that needs to be hanging up on your wall. We're going to get the Broncos man cave here at the Lockdown Broncos studio. We're going to get all decorated out. Even more for you guys. We'll take pictures of that, but I got to get that. Absolutely. And then he also mentioned the decade of dominance over the Raiders. Hey, you know what? You can never go wrong when you dominate the AFC West and the Raiders. I remember for a long time, it was frustrating for me in the 2008s and from so on when the San Diego Chargers and now the LA Chargers, they were on a tear in the AFC West winning Phillip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson. They had a real wreckage on that division after Jake Plummer was no longer the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos and Jay Cutler era took over. You had the Kyle Orton area, all that, just the craziness. And I'm sure that's actually mentioned here in one of the most forgettable moments was the Kyle Orton era. We'll, We'll talk about that. But yes, obviously the dominance over the Raiders, that's absolutely huge. Denver needs to get back to that in 2018. And then obviously he mentioned one of the most memorable ones, Von Stripsack of Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50, which is ironic because right now I'm looking to my left and I've got the Von Miller poster the newspaper article that shows him stripping the ball from Cam Newton's hands from the Associated Press and it's hanging up on my wall alongside my Super Bowl 50 championship hat and you know, a lot of great Broncos memorabilia here on the wall and, and seeing that that's definitely something that Broncos fans will remember for as long as they are in existence that's absolutely phenomenal I'll never forget that moment when the Denver Broncos got that play that put them up 10-0 in the Super Bowl 50 game against Cam Newton NFL MVP at the time and and pundits and and media personnel were talking like the Denver Broncos were going to get beat worse by Cam Newton than they did the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 48 that's something I I'd like to forget is that one right there, but he also mentioned the most forgettable, the Josh McDaniels era and the Cutler feud. Super Bowl 24, the 55 to 10 blowout loss to the Redskins, and obviously Amani Toomer's touchdown in 1998 to ruin the Denver Broncos' perfect season. He had the game-winning touchdown against the Broncos in 1998. That was 
absolutely heartbreaking for the Denver Broncos at that point. So Blitz NFL, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your thoughts. My next guy here on our Broncos most memorable, most forgettable moments is you have Matty Mules at Matty Mules Pod. The Elway helicopter, we just talked about it. Obviously iconic for many, many reasons. And the blunder was Raheem Moore against Baltimore in 2012. The AFC Divisional game where the Denver Broncos should have won that game. John Fox took a knee, and he wanted to go into overtime at that point. But what's worse than that was Raheem Moore in a prevent defense in a cover four. Let's Jacoby Jones get behind him. Tony Carter lets him get behind him. And then all of a sudden, Jacoby Jones scores the touchdown, and all of a sudden, things are panicky. The game is tied up. The Denver Broncos, they would have got a stop could have won the game and they would have advanced to the Super Bowl that year Super Bowl 47 hey you know I tell you what we're going to revisit that that's the moment we're going to go back in time and rewind and and we're going to play it out like it didn't happen so we're going to talk about that just a few moments here at Lockdown Broncos we got to get through all of these though because there's a lot of great ones I don't want to miss out at Orange Crush 29 his favorite was Miller's second strip sack in Super Bowl 50 the one where TJ Ward recovered it that was huge that solidified the Denver Broncos really winning that. And at the point, you know, I, I would say that's what led to C.J. Anderson's obviously touchdown plunge that gave the Denver Broncos a 24-10 lead over the Carolina Panthers. But obviously the most forgettable one, once again, Raheem Moore. This one has more colorful full language that I cannot share here at Locked On Broncos. But we get the point. Thank you, Orange Crush 29, for sharing that. My man Jared Hill at Jared underscore 716. He says an OT slant pass to Demarius Thomas from Tim Tebow. And he said, I will never forget that. I screamed at my television because it was literally unbelievable. And that was a battle of a game. I believe Emmanuel Sanders was playing wide receiver for the Steelers at that game. But I remember that game. The Broncos defense was pretty nice. And the offense really couldn't get things going. You know, you had a, who was it? I'm trying to remember. Was it Willis McGahee that caught the touchdown? Or was it Noshaw Moreno that caught the touchdown in that game? I remember the Denver Broncos had a vast, you know, variety of tailbacks, you know, ranging from Correa. Buckhalter, that was one year. I think that was the Peyton Hillish year, but I remember he had a big pass to, obviously, I think it was no Sean Moreno in this game. I can't remember if it was on a goal line fade. It was a wheel route from the tailback position, and he caught it. And then, obviously, the slant pass, first play of the game for the Denver Broncos in overtime. Tim Tebow dropping back, throwing the slant. Demarius Thomas catches that, and he runs to daylight. At that point, the Denver Broncos got a true glimpse of a star in the making with Demarius Thomas, and we're going to get to him in here in a while. But Demarius Thomas has done a lot for the Denver Broncos. Now my man James Harper. James Harper was actually the other person who won the jersey in the Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway and he says the three that come to mind outside of our three glorious Super Bowls. Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas, Pittsburgh divisional playoff game. And the, the worst one he said was the prayer in thin air where Raheem Moore gave up the touchdown and Baltimore ended up beating the Denver Broncos in the divisional playoff game. And then he said another memorable moment was beating the hell out of Tom Brady in the 2015 AFC Championship game that led the Denver Broncos to Super Bowl 50 where they would go on to win. James, thank you so much for sharing. And that is it really for our segment of the day. I can't get to all of them, but if you have any more, please send them. We'll cover some tomorrow on Lockdown Broncos. as mandatory minicamp kicks off in Dove Valley. Now we're going to go back in time. I mentioned it. We're going to go back in time and revisit a moment that could change Denver Broncos history. Now let's go back to the Raheem Moore prayer in thin air as my man James Harper alludes to in his tweet here. 
here. Let's take a look at that. If, let's just say, if Tony Carter and Raheem Moore don't have that lapse in coverage, they don't have that breakdown in coverage where Jacoby Jones gets past them and Joe Flacco finds that window to float it between both of them over the outstretched hands of Raheem Moore at that moment. I don't know what was worse, the, the New Orleans Saints player missing that tackle and Stephon Diggs' past season in the playoffs or the Raheem Moore one. For me, it absolutely stung watching that game. My heart shattered into a million pieces, as did many, many Broncos fans. That is a dark day in Broncos history. Now, let's rewrite that. Let's say that that doesn't happen. The Denver Broncos go on to play Colin Kaepernick in the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, where Beyonce actually, you know, shut the lights down pretty much. She lights out. In the Super Bowl halftime show, they couldn't even open up the third, uh, the second half in the third quarter because it was delayed, and many people had this allusion to this conspiracy theory that the Baltimore Ravens, it, it was all rigged. It was all rigged, and that was absolutely crazy. But the Baltimore Ravens go on to win that game, and you have to wonder, if that doesn't happen, the Denver Broncos head to the Super Bowl, play Colin Kaepernick, and I believe that year the defense that the Broncos had, combined with Peyton Manning, who was absolutely playing phenomenal, the return element that you have with Trendon Holiday at the time, I think the Denver Broncos beat the 49ers in Super Bowl Forty Seven, and they have a chance to maybe rewrite history a little bit, go back-to-back. They obviously had the game the next year against the Seattle Seahawks, and the Denver Broncos lost that one 43-8. That's one moment I'd like to forget. But who knows? Maybe if the Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl the previous year against the 49ers, if they make it there, who knows? Who knows what could have happened? But I had you know, I had the utmost faith that the Denver Broncos would have went into Foxborough the next week, and I think they would have beaten the New England Patriots, and you know, just like the Ravens did. But you know, just we have to go back and revisit that. Yeah, I hate playing what is, but man, I tell you what, that game absolutely tore my heart apart because the Denver Broncos absolutely dominated that game for an entire first half. The second half, it got away from them. They kind of got a little conservative. You had Jack Del Rio as your defensive coordinator. You had John Fox, obviously. Or did you have a uh, God? What's uh, the old Raiders coach? I can't remember his name. Um, it's either Allen. It's it's I can't remember. Oh my goodness! Tweet me the answer. I'm gonna look it up out of this. I'm gonna smack myself because it's quite frustrating. But the Denver Broncos might go on if they win the Super Bowl that year. They might go on and beat the Seahawks the next year in the Super Bowl. Instead, the Seattle Seahawks. You can learn a lot from defeat. And the Denver Broncos learned just that from the Seattle Seahawks. They learned how to construct a championship defense. They added the pieces in free agency following that. The Aqib Talibs, the TJ Wards, the DeMarcus Wares. And in 2015, all of those guys picked up a Super Bowl in 2015 with the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning riding out on top as a sheriff right into the sunset. It couldn't have played out any better. The whole entire 2015 Denver Broncos season played out just like a movie script in Hollywood. And that is something that I will never forget. I know you Locked On Broncos listeners, you'll never forget that as well. So once again, that is it for today here on Locked On Broncos. Once again, I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Locked On Broncos. Don't forget to go to iTunes, leave a review for Locked On Broncos. Tell us why you love the show. Leave your Twitter name, your Twitter name, your email, hashtag 
Locked on Broncos contest. You'll be entered into every single future contest automatically. You have a chance to win, and you'll have more chances, more entries to win in the contest once the contest is announced starting in September. So close to the end of the NFL preseason, we're going to announce our September Locked on Broncos contest giveaway item for you and obviously the stipulations you need in order to be eligible to win the prize. Courtesy of Lockdown Broncos. Once again, this is your host, Cody Rourke. Appreciate you guys. Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow.